So when it comes to hitting your business and financial goals, it's really important to remember that if you can't invest in yourself, then you shouldn't invest in other people, let alone invest in your career. So first and foremost, this book, The Power of Focus, um, I found it to be a fabulous read, not going to lie. Um, it puts a lot of things in perspective, things that I already knew, but things I feel like we, not just I, myself, but a lot of us could also build on. So first and foremost, this book outlines poor habits. You know, these poor habits are obvious things that we do in our everyday life, but small things that can lead up to, you know, large, large benefits if we do the opposite of them. For example, not returning phone calls and text messages, um, being late to meetings and appointments, lack of communication from colleagues and staff, lack of clarity, you know, expecting outcomes and monthly targets. I, th- I find this one especially important because, you know, if you're living with a foggy mind and you're not looking at the bigger picture, you're not going to look at any sort of figure that's going to give you, you know, that clear mental picture of what to expect and what to work towards by the end of the month. And how do you expect yourself to climb the ladder if you can't even figure out what the big picture is? Um, you know, not attending paperwork officially, timely, that comes under organization. Um, unpaid bills, you know, a lot of people can attest to that. Talking over listening. Now, I'm still learning about this. I feel like people who listen the most are the people who are the most successful. You may find someone who knows more than you do. And if you're willing to listen to them, you may learn something from them. So keep that in mind. Forgetting names within 60 seconds. Now, I'll be honest. I can attest to this. I, uh, I do this all the time. I meet someone new and within 30 seconds, you know, I, I forget who their name, what their name is. Um, but for example, I never forget their face, but it's still embarrassing when they see you the, you know, the next time you guys meet or whoever, and you can't even remember their name, but they remember yours. That's embarrassing. Um, working long days while with no exercise or breaks. It's important to recharge your battery, but it's also important to exercise because exercise is one of the one things that is proven to reverse aging. You know, that's why a lot of people who work out frequently, not overdoing it, but work out frequently, you know, look like they just they glow because essentially it does reverse aging. So, you know, take breaks, work out, you know, even if you're working long days, make time to fit it in. Eating at regular times, that's something that I used to do a lot and now I don't really eat past six six o'clock at night. So that's something that's gonna make you feel really good. It's gonna make you more productive. You're gonna feel more productive, you're gonna feel more mentally clear. Um, leaving home without hugging family. Now if you live alone, I give you ban for the doubt. You don't essentially have a family to hug if you're leaving like, you know, an apartment that you live by yourself. But if you have someone to hug, hug that person because emotion registers more than words and actions you know so when you give someone a hug you make them feel happy you know that's a good habit socializing too much you know it's it's important not to talk too much because you know like i tell people you know some people just talk because they want to hear themselves and i come to realize that most of the time when people talk it's pretty much nonsense Next, we'll dive into studying successful people. Um, When you look at successful people, there's always things that they leave in terms of clues. They don't exactly tell you how to be successful, but they leave clues. You know, this involves discipline, the roots of their habits. You know, what do they read? That's a crucial thing. What do they read? 
what part you know of an association do they contribute to or what kind of clubs are they in and how do they schedule their time you know come to realize that time is the most valuable thing we have it's more valuable than anything else on the world and once we don't have it anymore that's it so come to realize you know how do people schedule their time and make the most out of it because a lot of people including myself at certain points in time i can attest that we do waste more time than we should so identify these bad and unproductive habits you know define new successful habits and you're going to have a lot more benefit and through this we look at the three action plan the time goal you know having a sense of urgency uh looking at something where you're giving yourself a time frame to accomplish something substitution by gaining one thing you have to give up something else and we call that opportunity cost so when you're substituting let's just say sitting on it sitting on the couch for three hours watching you know television you could be working on something you could be reading you could be working a part-time job spending time with people and networking so there's that then we have accountability accountability is the most important because if you don't care about your time then you clearly don't care about your future you know when you buy a product you expect that you can return it within i don't know 30 days but when you don't accomplish something yourself within 30 days, you don't expect yourself, you know, to ask for a refund, right? Most people don't feel bad if they can't accomplish something within 30 days. They just write it off. Ah, oh, it's okay, whatever, you know, type of thing. So take more accountability, almost like you're investing, you know, your time and money. Essentially, you are into it. You're, you're investing opportunity. <clears throat> so it's not bad to be harder on yourself. It gives you a kick in the ass and it basically forces you to do more and do better now on a side note um, travel more and spend time with family and have fun this is something that i feel like a lot of people including myself can do more of um, given that you know a lot of people just work 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 and they forget to play hard or sorry yeah play hard Uh, all they're doing is just working hard so you know the guys on wall street they're notorious for that work hard play hard yeah so next we have our mastermind group this is probably the most important piece of the book because this is going to help you surround yourself with people that are crucial in expanding your what i would call your empire we're talking four to six people max no more than six people a group where you share ideas and you support each other and you foster long lasting relationships Now, a lot of these people in your group, whoever, they don't have to be in the same industry as you, but they have like the same ambitions. They have the same mindset. They have the same, maybe similar uh, goals. You don't all have to be in business or engineering or whatever. You know, you all have to have somewhat of the same mindset to push each other to that next level. Push that ceiling higher and higher. Just say like there is no ceiling. Just keep pushing each other, you know? And essentially, you know, it's mentioned that there's two life essentials, which I highly agree on. It's the books you read and the people you meet. You know, you learn more by reading and, you know, by reading more, you gain more knowledge. And when you meet people, people will recognize knowledge right off the bat if you're talking to the right person and that helps you network. So you read more, you know, I guarantee you, if you read the right material, it's going to help you meet new people and it's going to help you network and click with more people that essentially going to give you more of a productive atmosphere and with higher productivity you know you get the max amount of energy so there's that 
you know, um, but with, you know, that, it's not always the case where you're surrounded by successful people. And it's, um, it's outlined that, you know, there's what we call failed relationships or double spirals where they essentially just spiral into the ground. But there's reasons as to why there's a failed relationship. Those ideas could be revolving around um, the opposite, you know, side of your relationship being egotistical, the other person being egotistical, manipulative, inconsiderate, might have imposter syndrome, no common sense, poor sense of surroundings, non-visionary, they can't stick to their goals, or they use reverse psychology against friends to make them feel like shit. So, you know, food for thought, keep that in mind when you feel like you're having a bad relationship with someone, whether it's family, friends, girlfriend, spouse, anybody, you know, those things are probably a pretty good idea as to why you're double spiraling down into the ground. Next, we talk about areas of expertise to build on, how to find mentors. So um, in business, we look at certain, or actually business and life, we look at certain um, areas which essentially allow you to grow more. And by doing that, you talk to people who've been doing those things for years on end. Like for example, sales or finance strategy, eliminating debt, health and fitness, balanced lifestyle, developing strategy and alliance, <clears throat> and marketing or social media. Find people who fit into those, you know, areas, pick their brains, you know, buy them lunch. <clears throat> and I guarantee you that, you know, when you pick those people's brains who've been in that area for multiple years, they're going to be able to give you some worthy advice that's going to help you sort of branch out into those areas and become better at them. So there's that. Next, we'll, let's look at strategic plans. So if you have poor health, easiest thing to do for this plan is to have better nutrition, exercise, and ultimately, you know, if you're born with great genetics, which I'd like to think we all have decent genetics, but not everyone. So I'll leave that one out. If you lose a job to prevent that, become so valuable that you can't get fired. You know, refine your strengths, develop excellent connections to the point where they need you. You're like irreplaceable. Um, for loneliness, you got to surround yourself with positive and supportive people. Usually clicks, you know, being a part of organizations or clubs that you have similar interests in, for example, um, you know, to attract friends, you have to be a friend. And going off of that, you know, individually, we should be testing out confidence because I see nowadays a lot of people stretch out, you know, of all too familiar comfort zones. And with confidence, you essentially have to do more and think less. You know, a lot of people think, oh, I'm texting this person. What should I write type of thing? Don't think about it. Just do it. You know, most of the time, words come out a lot more, you know, smooth um, when we don't think about it as much. You know, just go with the flow. Um, whether, you're whether you're boosting a business, uh, it's important to... Now, this only applies for people, you know, who are essentially... Who have a business or maybe doing something on the side. So, for example, if you're boosting a business, it's important to ask for info, ask for more business... Or writing endorsements, you must enlist highly credit, credible people. That's important. People who are going to rep you. They could be close friends or family. Ask for top quality references and ask to negotiate and ask for feedback. These are all crucial things to boosting a business. Yeah. For example, uh, moving on to 
the next idea is our consistency circle. So to stay consistent, you know, it's almost like a stock, like in the market, like a company stock. Um, to stay consistent, you know, that company makes good decisions every single day. For the most part, they develop great habits. Uh, in our case, we'd build better character, but in that company's case, it would build better, <clears throat> you know, ideologies or, you know, I guess you would say characteristics that would help, you know, outline why their vision or, you know, their image looks so good. And that makes them more valuable. It allows them to find more opportunities, including ourselves, <clears throat> and allows more given to us because we contribute more. So basically, bigger amount of consistency equals better rewards, essentially. But don't be a workaholic. No one likes a workaholic, you know. Um, but when it comes to what we call my, I, I like this formula. It's called the double A formula. It's essentially agreement plus accountability. You have to agree with your idea first, but you have to take accountability for it. So it can go both ways, um, but essentially agreement comes first. You have to find something that you want to do, go forth with it, set a time limit, sense of urgency. But if you don't accomplish it, you have to take accountability for it. <clears throat> Not saying you should fail it, but you should try your absolute best to complete it within a certain time frame. And that's taking accountability. It's taking initiative. You know, that if I fail, you know, I'm only the one to blame, no one else. So there's that. Um, you know, the book also mentions ideas about strong relationships. Slightly vague to me, but I guess it makes sense because it's in the book. Broken relationships essentially trace back to broken agreements. This is something that I had to think about myself and realize like, wow, that makes a lot of sense. Um, your true integrity, essentially keeping your agreement, and that can go back to a relationship. You know, if you don't have integrity, you can't keep your agreement, then you really don't have a respectable relationship. But it can also be related to business. You know, and uh, one thing that I found very important was that when you see the top, you go back to square one. You know, if you're done pushing that rock to the top of the mountain, go back down and start pushing it again. So. We have a few points left, but um, this is one thing that I'm going to take my time with because I really want to drill it and drive it home. Uh, this is what we call our action steps. First one is you're not consistent and you're are not consistent with keeping agreements. For example, this is something that you have to write down yourself. You know, so basically, what's something that you're not consistent? And that you should be keeping your agreement on. For myself, I would say mm, going out with friends. I don't go out with friends tremendously, <clears throat> whether guy or girls, you know, it really depends, or whether I'm not studying or reading enough. So I'm not consistent with that, but now I am. What does that cost you? That could cost me for myself long term knowledge, networking, or for example, you know, yeah, basically knowledge and networking. For you, it could be a totally different reason. How to change to enjoy the integrity factor. So basically, what can you do to basically 180 this situation to be better? For myself, it'd be be more disciplined, have less distractions in your life, less people speaking in your ear, and take accountability, going back to point one of this podcast. <clears throat> and what specific rewards and benefits are you going to gain out of this? Ultimately, it's easy. Growth, discipline, self-worth, and self-respect. You can't respect yourself then how are you going to respect others so 
before I end this off, there's one last section of this book that I wanted to save for last because I find it very, um, you know, it sounds it sounds practical, but in reality, it's how you integrate it into your life and how important you find it. And this is what we call the 10 principles of life. And it, a lot of other books outline different principles of life, but this one in particular is simple and it's very understandable for the common person. So be non-optimist, not a pessimist, but a realist. So we're taught that, you know, we should be one or the other. I hope you're not a pessimist, but that kind of intrigued me because I'm usually, I try to be an optimist, but I realized in the end, <clears throat> you could be optimistic about something, but you could be totally unknowledgeable about it. But you have to be realistic about it. You know, if you're optimistic that you can, I don't know, sell a million dollars worth of a product in a month, that's one thing you're happy about, but you're being driven by emotion. But when you're being a realist, you're putting emotion aside and you're looking at it in a realistic standpoint of what your actual capabilities are. Count your blessings, spirits, and finance. This is something that goes a little bit more spiritual, you know, something I'm still diving into. Um, count your blessings. You know, we wake up every single day, you know, God bless. And, you know, something where we find ourselves essentially blessed and just, you know, I'm, I, I hope that I'll be here tomorrow type of thing. Um, but just going into the finance side of it, you know, sometimes a lot of people aren't born into the best of financial situations. Um, it's not their fault. Sometimes if they're born, in, if they're born into it, it's not their fault. But if you fall into it, sometimes you are to blame depending on your actions. Sometimes they're just tough times and it's not, you know, you're not to blame. Um, debt persistence, you know, should not prevent you from investing in your future. This is one thing that I always tell people. They say, oh, I have college debt to pay off, you know, or have a car loan or have student loans um, or a mortgage, for example, or rent. They said, you know, why would I even invest when, you know, it's like I'm not investing a whole lot of money, but that's not the point. The point is you're investing and what you're investing in the market is fighting against, you know, the purchasing power of the dollar dropping every single year. Um, the inflation factor, you know, the rising cost of living, you know, even if you're investing $10 a day, it's something which amortized over 10 years is going to become a lot more. That's why going back to the idea of looking at the bigger picture is essential. Investing in different places, safety in numbers. Now, I don't really talk about my finances, but if we were to look at the idea of like where to invest, for example, you could invest in, um, you know, people invest in real estate. They invest in bonds or ETFs. You know, those are, that's a whole different podcast. But investing in different places, that's important. You can't tie up your money in one place and rely on it for the rest of your life, like a 401k. You cannot rely on a 401k. And you definitely cannot rely on social security, which I would say it might most likely will be there by the time I retire. But it won't be as efficient, meaning it won't have that much money in it. I don't know. That's just what I believe. Um, but safety in numbers, you know, have a 401k, have a Roth IRA, have a brokerage account. If you know what that is, Google it. Invest in real estate, you know, and you can invest even if you're paying off debt. You know, you just have to learn how to diversify and take a percentage out of everything you make and to invest it off to the side. People make it work. You know, people leverage debt to their advantage every single day. You know, why shouldn't you? Next, um, money should do more than reproduce itself. So essentially, 
this is something that I had to read like 10 times. So instead of investing into something and having it grow over time, it's essentially, you know, reproducing itself. Like, let's just say dividend stocks um, or investing in real estate and someone's paying rent and that money is going back to you and you're making profit. It's technically reproducing itself. However, what if you're to take that money and use it on yourself, treat yourself? I think that's what this principle of life is trying to outline is that you can only make so much money but what's the point if you don't use any of it you know you keep pushing up that glass ceiling like what's the next you know what's the next highest ceiling i can reach and it's just like more and more and more but if you never use it what's the point so food for thought patience is a virtue god for that one thousand times um yeah i think that's something all of us can still work on investing before investing now this one confused the absolute shit out of me until i realized wait it's probably due to the fact that if you're investing in other things before you invest in yourself you're cheating yourself you have to invest in yourself come to understand who you are what your capabilities are and where you want to go before you invest in other things that will recreate wealth if you invest in yourself mentally and physically and you create like an iron mindset you know where you're just focused disciplined you know honest with yourself then i feel like it'd be easier then for you to allow yourself to invest in something else because you've already invested before technically investing so that's just what i'm taking from it create riches and that creates for others so i don't think this one resonates with me too much it's more of like hey if you create a business that could create job opportunities for other people, create opportunities, you know, for them to excel and create their career. Um, but riches just doesn't have to be money. It can be knowledge. You know, if you create a form of knowledge, you know, intellectual, you know, idea that can benefit someone else, maybe you could create some type of opportunity for them or some type of vision or picture that they can clearly see to take and go off on their own path. So <clears throat> it doesn't necessarily have to be money. It could be intelligence it could be education number one doesn't make you number one you know like i mentioned before when you push that rock to the top of the mountain you're number one but the thing is is that we fall into that complacent mindset where now you're not climbing the hill anymore and you're complacent you know you're not working as hard as you were when you're hungry you know pushing that rock up the hill so number one doesn't make you number one i would say once you get to the top of that mountain push that rock back down go back to square one go back to your roots so you don't get complacent and do it again and do it again there essentially isn't a finish line you just keep going you know and then last but not least success is love um still finding out a way to break this one down but i would say you know love thyself and you know success will come i'm not sure but i would say that's just the best way i can put it so you know, obviously this book, it was a, it was a pretty, uh, I would say long, but a pretty, pretty thick book in terms of information. Um, I hope I broke this down well enough. I tried to make this, you know, as short as possible, but um, clearly I could have just kept going on. Other than that, you know, I hope you guys took a lot from this book. Um, hope you can take actually something from this podcast and the points given. Uh, but other than that, I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast nonetheless. Um, I appreciate, once again, all the recommendations that you guys give me. It means a lot, and you're giving me a lot of opportunity to learn more 
and to share with you guys it's almost like the cliff notes of podcasts so i'm going to keep it coming you know as much as i can so bear with me other than that thanks again for listening talk to you guys soon stay tuned and take care